Welcome to the What's the Point podcast with Andy Evans. Andy Evans is a surveyor. Maps are his thing, and making maps is where he ended up in his career to date. This podcast is going to explore the wonderful world of survey and mapping, and hopefully it's going to get more followers than its self-indulgent blog. Any help and contributions are welcome. So, let's get started with today's episode. All right, so uh, welcome to the next episode of the What's the Point podcast with uh, with Andy Evans. I'm here with a chap called Simon Ritchie. I'm ashamed or rather embarrassed to invite Simon to uh, to uh, such a low quality production um, because of his background. He's a, a um, an esteemed radio producer, I would say. Um, he's um, I would class him as my social media in to national radio into the national radio channel. Um, whenever he's on working the show, I do get my name out there and on broadcast, but uh, that's happening less and less. So I assume I've been blocked uh, by somebody in the, in, in the No, 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 no. I've just not been booked. Oh, you still been booked. Okay, fair <laughs> Not on that early show, but I have some shifts coming up, so you never know, excellent, Andrew. Excellent. And, uh, and Simon's, uh, like myself, is a, a work, can be an early riser, depending on when he's been booked. Um, yeah. I think I think uh, our first sort of interaction via Twitter largely and through BBC Six Music is a shared love of Back to the Egg. Gorman County's Back yeah. to the Egg. Oh, Wings yes. Back to the Egg, sorry. Wings Back to the Egg, yeah. yeah. Was, that the first, was that our first introduction to each other? I, I suspect I, so, yeah. I'm yeah. still banging that drum, but uh, no one else is, uh, no one else apart from you uh and they are interested uh but yeah. it would seem you know i've even tried to get Stuart mcconey to critically reappraise it he uh he hasn't bitten yet well well if he's uh if he's listening i'm sure he can uh, <laughs> uh reconsider that option and you've got two yeah. two big fans here to talk about it um and uh so it and and it's uh yeah so the back to the egg thing is quite cool i think we even discussed running maybe a karaoke session for that somewhere which would be amazing yeah. just you and me i think probably yeah probably yeah <laughs> Not even Paul would come to that. No, no, but there, Maybe there not. you go. Well, he might do if we held it in Liverpool. Well, no, you never know. No, he never knew where he lives. Um, and it's Simon's work um, uh, on the How to DJ podcast, um, which I, I don't know how much of that you've done, but it's, I got the impression quite a lot of it you've been involved in the production of that. Um, it's your work that's been, and, and that, that particular podcast which has been the inspiration behind me getting started with this 16 weeks ago. Oh, so um, I thank you for that. Well, um, I'm glad I'm glad it's uh, it's had a, had an effect. Um, for the record, I don't at the moment work on that podcast just because it was getting too difficult to balance that and the other work I was getting in and podcasting, yep. as you will know, uh, doesn't pay uh, that well. Um, so uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, even at the level that I was making those things and uh, to try to try and balance it, I was having to work evenings when sometimes I was on very early mornings and there was a there was people there to do it so i i kind of having proudly having started it with chris i uh i backed off for the time being we'll see never say yeah. never it's open yeah. etc we're all still um, friends exactly exactly and i think it's i mean it's been fascinating to so um I, I don't know if i made that clear so radio production is your thing yeah um i, I think there's a, some concern about coming to the podcast that your experience with maps is is Perhaps not in the terms of geospatial maps uh, relevant, well, but that's if that is irrelevant. So, yeah, we'll come up. We'll come on to that because radio um, uses different ways of of mapping stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll come on to that. Yeah. I guess. Well, so that's interesting. So I was going to when I was thinking about this yesterday. My daughter, my eldest daughter, is um, well, she's obsessed with a lot of things, but one of the things she really likes getting into is sound and light. Um, and, you know, I'm immediately thinking, I'm imagining that you might start talking about mapping, you know, how you do the lights or how you do the sound and how you map all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah. one of my work colleagues is obsessed with his sound system in his in his home and getting all that mapped out and all that sort of stuff for the best quality and all that sort of thing. So, uh -huh. yeah. Um, but yeah, Simon, th th that's that's my impression of you. We've not met in person. This is our first no. face to face. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have I covered what you do? Is there something you want to add? What, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, but I am a radio and audio producer. I'm a freelancer, although a lot of the work I do these days is for the BBC or production companies that make stuff for the BBC. It's not solely that. Obviously, was doing the How to DJ stuff. That was a independent production company uh, podcast, and I dibble in and out of other bits and pieces for people when required um and book to edit or do the sound design or that kind of thing so yeah so radio and audio producer that's a fair assessment of what i do really yeah 
Okay. And um, in terms of you know, thinking about, we already touched on Wings and Paul McCartney. What what was what's your most memorable um, recording session, or sort of uh, the one that's left the biggest impression on you? I guess would that be the, my question? As in my favorite piece of music or stuff? Uh, I've no, in terms of the radio. favorite sort of, um, I don't know, the favorite production you've been involved with. I think rather than favorite piece of music. So favorite radio production? Yeah, yeah, that you've uh, that you've been involved with. Uh, I mean, yeah loads of things of loads of hours of radio have been produced um it's hard to kind of go what's my favorite thing i've done i mean it's i've, I've worked on some shows where we've won awards for um yeah. sort of radio academy awards that those are always uh proud moments to, i've done i've got a couple of gold awards radio gold awards for breakfast shows i've worked on in the past mm-hmm. um that kind of thing uh in the far relative past um so those are those are proud things i have um you know um produced some interviews and stuff with some relatively famous people along the way they're always interesting to do ricky gervais mm-hmm. sticks out um because he was quite entertaining at the time and it worked well within the format we've had you know, in way back in my commercial radio past, we've had Adele in when she was quite near the start of her career and she did an interview in a little session, as it were. Uh, so setting all that up and getting all that done was quite uh, interesting. I mean, more recently, since I've um, got my foot in the door at the BBC, I've, I've, I'd say, I wouldn't say produced because there's engineers and studio managers who do all the hard work and do the sound balance and all that kind of stuff. But it's quite proud to be a part of a session when, you know, somebody comes in and, and, and you know, be it a Mark Riley session or, or whatever. And you're like, oh, wow, they're, they're pretty damn special and all that kind mm. of stuff. And you meet some you meet some interesting people along the way, those kind of things. So they're all they're all good. I mean, my most recent thing that I'm really proud of, because I was kind of you don't get tend to get entrusted with things like this as a, as a freelancer, but to produce the other week, the Mercury Prize show that Radio Six did, Six Music did for um, with with. with Tom and Deb, who are the new presenters of the uh, evening show, uh, mm-hmm. with Matt Everett down at the Apollo and all that kind of stuff. That was that was interesting to do, and 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 I felt proud to have been able to pull it off. There was a lot of work in there because we had to pull loads of archive because you don't know, you really don't know who's going to win um, yeah. until it's announced. So you've got to have. The, all the albums of the the winning person available. That takes you know weeks of collating all that stuff and complying all the damn records because you can't have any swears and things in these days or if you are going to have them if you are going to have records that have swears and you at least got to know what they are going to be so you can say you can put it to you know you've got to fill in forms and go there's this record by jay huss it's full of n-words here and there but because we're playing in full and you have to do language warnings and all that kind of stuff so yeah there's there's quite a lot of work and then you need some archive for each artist to play to after that album's gone out in the ceremony so that you can fill the gap between the album finishing and the end of the show so i was quite pleased to have pulled that all all off and be part you know from the beginning rather than just being drafted in at the end to sit in the studio with them uh, etc which is usually what happens with the kind of work i do um so yeah, that was that. I was proud to to do that, and it seemed to go well. And um, we only lost Matt Everett for twenty minutes when he went um, AWOL. Um, no one knows <laughs> okay. where he went, uh, but I suspect he just got cut, cut short. It it might sound more interesting. <laughs> but uh, he just said, "I got waylaid. I'm really sorry. And it's all on me." So yeah, uh, yeah. but we Fair filled enough. it and 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 all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, that'd be my most proud recent achievement that I can think of. Yeah, always yep. an honour as well to sit in on Mark Riley's show or Riley and Co. as it is now when they've got sessions on, and it's always interesting the, the people that come through there and see how see how that all comes together and and the the, the wonderful might of the the BBC you know engineers who make those things sound so good is always mm-hmm. is always quite inspiring. Excellent. I mean, it, it it's it's a fascinating thing, and uh, you know, um, I'm totally obsessed with music um love listening to six music as you as you're well aware um and it, it you know just sort of the opportunity to speak to you and sort of get a feel for the behind scenes thing and like mm. understanding what's going on and you know it, it's it, because you never you occasionally pick that up from the from the show i guess that's what i like about that as part of that there is a bit more bit of transparency from the presenters of what they're doing and what's going on mm. but it's um generally that's something that i i think has probably changed 
over the last 10 to 15 years that presenters are more likely to say, hey, I'm just going to do that. You know, there's a bit more description mm. about what's going on rather than the, the showmanship of, of presenting. It's a bit more yeah. real. Is that, yeah, is that I, can, I think that's a fair assumption. I think um, as as methodologies change of doing these things and technology changes, it's and, and also people's what people want from radio and all that kind of thing. I think people you know, like I think people do, and social media as well. When I started, when social media started on radio and I was still in commercial radio. So yeah, and I think it still works to some extent. People like to see, be it pictures or little videos of stuff of how it goes, what goes on behind yeah. the scenes. I think people are genuinely interested in a little bit of that process. Some of it's very dull, uh, but mm-hmm. there's quite, you know, it's still quite interesting in, in short snippets. So yeah, I think giving a little bit of an indication of what's going on, uh, is quite important and as somebody reminded me the other day in fact it was um, the aforementioned deb who works on the um, yeah. new music fix show she said people do love it when things go wrong and it's very true because you get a little insight into <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes you know i mean you know equally you know if it was like that all the time people just say oh, it sounds a bit shoddy but you know when it happens occasionally and and you get a little insight into what's 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 gone on uh, then it's quite interesting I, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm very comfortable in that kind of, um, so my my line of work is is survey and mapping. Yeah. Um, and um, I've said it elsewhere, dealing with uncertainty mm. uh, and, and measuring uncertainty and managing uncertainty is something that, that you, you just described there. Um, yeah, totally. It's what makes it's what makes things exciting, I think. And um, so so when I know that there's a there's an element of glee when something goes wrong, but I think it gives the true measure of, of of life to see something go wrong and see how someone responds to it and, and yeah you know it's, it's endlessly fascinating i think that's probably what people well i think there must be two camps there's probably those that are going ha, 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 they completely messed that up versus yeah. oh that's interesting i wonder you know what happened there what did they do why how did they respond that was an impressive you know catch or whatever it may be i think it, it, it's it is interesting to see that yeah um, I, I shall have to tell you uh, be it now or later on um my worst radio um nightmare that became reality very early on in my time at uh, the, the bbc when i yep. was um, i was producing chris and it was i mean we we're nearly going back 10 years now and um i wasn't very au fait with the systems and all that kind of stuff because it was all quite new to me uh, i knew how to make radio shows obviously but not necessarily the software and the and the, and the technology and um the playout system that we have has an interesting quirk. I'll use the term lightly. Uh, in that, if you delete stuff out of it, um, it's very hard. It's not a control Z. It's not a command Z to get everything back. Um, it's a slight. Well, at the time, I didn't even know how to get it back because it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's, you can't just undo what you've just done. And I right. had a. I had a sticky mouse. Um, uh, uh, and and um, Chris asked me to make some changes in what was coming up in the in the in the like the next half hour of the show. We were just going about to go into the news, um, and um, I did those changes. But he was also talking to me at the same time, and I was I don't know, I, I don't know how many shows I'd done with him. Let's say five, um, and um, I was listening to him. And I looked at something on my computer, and I just pricked yes as I'd moved this thing, thinking I'd moved this song further up the schedule that we'd moved uh what mm. i had what i ended up having actually done was delete the whole of the show out of the scheduler and nice. uh and uh, everything went gray and i couldn't undo it of course because you can't do that with our silly system um and uh yeah so chris just went to me while the news was just finishing he said everything's gone gray and i went oh try play something there was nothing there and we had no music or anything um mm-hmm. Fortunately, Chris was able to scroll along on one of our called cart walls or virtual cart walls, obviously, and find yep. something unlike the um, Obit um, cart wall that was not too sad and mournful. I think it was a, it might have been Prince, Purple Rain, um, which is nice and long as well. So that gave us time to um, call over the people who who were meant to know more uh, about these things. And they they kind of got us out of a slight jam and I was able to rebuild the show after that so yeah that was i mean i don't have radio nightmare dreams really anymore where because they're quite common in our industry where you dream that you're you've done exactly that or worse and yeah. uh yeah so yeah that was that, that was that was quite that one I, and i was like oh my god well this is i'm a freelancer I, i'm five shows in with chris i'm never going to be booked again but yeah. i was very 
was very honest held my hands and went I really screwed up there and he was um he did he, he was just at the process of then of, of 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 giving up smoking but he did go back outside during purple rain and have a have a long cigarette uh, <laughs> and and a, and, a, and a breath of fresh air and came back and we uh, we got on with uh, repairing the damage <laughs> and to his credit he still works with me I don't know yeah how, yeah yeah well, anyway, there you go so yeah yeah. I, I, I would so imagine it would have been it would have been your response to that and getting it getting it done after that, which is effectively well, sealed. To, yeah, I mean, and now it's funny how the way that the way these the way these things work. There is there is a way I've since discovered of of restoring stuff, but um, it's not as straightforward as you might think. And and even if someone even if it happened to me now, I'd I'd have to fumble around a little bit because it, it it it's kind of not not straightforward. So so. So I'm assuming that 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 issue you just described is based on it's a quirk of the software. That, quirk that of the software, on. yeah. Mm. Um, so where is that software written? Where's the origin of it? I think it's it's a system called VCS, Dira VCS. Uh, I think it's belong. I think it comes from Germany, off the top of my head. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, I think it's made by, but it's specifically made for all, all the BBC stations use it local and national or variants of it uh, in different and they use it in different ways it's actually a brilliant piece of software but it has its quirks as all these things do and that's one of them <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I'd just taken the gamble that I was going to make uh, before I asked you that question I was going to say I think that software comes from Germany yeah most it of it does yeah and I think there's, there's another software that we used for, for like scheduling the music yep. we 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 produce we lowly producers don't use it that much but there's a the music team use it for the playlist stuff and whatever and we our responsibility as producers is to put in the stuff that we um either change or whatever so that you know it songs don't get played at the same time in the day or all that kind of stuff we don't we don't clash as we as, as we call it in the business uh so uh, that but i think that that's called music master and i think that's also made in germany as well Excellent, That's excellent. So you, so you've given me, you've given me a challenge. So I'm going to Berlin, yeah. um, in the middle of October. Yeah. Uh, and there's been something in the back of my mind for I don't know how long now since I've been working with some software that was made in Germany, written in Germany. I think there's a, there is no concept of undo, in in German software. Wow. Mentality. That's what well, I. Well, that would because that would tally, uh, Andy. That would definitely tally with <laughs> with that. And yeah. I don't think in those in that music master thing there's such a thing either. Uh, it's got most things where you can copy and paste and blah 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 blah. But I don't think oh well certainly not again not at my lowly producer level that you can you if you delete something you can literally undo it. No, you have to put it back in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah maybe so, you're, maybe you're right. I'd like I'd like to know more about that. I I'll, I'll check that out. I'm going to be in just the right place in the middle of October. I know exactly who to speak to. I'm going to get that bottomed out because it's something I came across about. I don't know, six, seven, probably nearly 10 years ago now, bit of software using German software engineering team. There was no undo. So it was this one of these things that you were managing your data, you're managing your data, and you get to the point where I got, right, delete. I didn't want to delete that. I want that back again. No, start again. Not, not, not so easy. I mean, thank God they have, that when you come to editing the audio in this system, um, which is uh, different from some other things, at least you can undo there. Uh, yeah. So if you take out a bit of audio and go, no, I actually need that back in or whatever, or whatever, uh, it, you can do that. So thank God for that. But uh, yeah, because <laughs> that would now, that would be that would be like using the old the old um, tape editing skills where you oh gosh yeah you lose okay. something on the floor and you can't find it. <laughs> well, I can't imagine what that would be like. So um, so that's uh, I I think um, what I was going to say there is that obviously. Uh, the work we just just discussing there was with Chris Hawkins, mm. and um, the who, who if nobody's well, I'm sure he's all over the radio at the moment, so I'm sure someone will have heard of him, some listened to him somewhere saying something. Um, yes. Now, on his early morning breakfast show, I mm. believe you are known as Shouty Simon. Is that right? Yeah, that's me. Uh, that that is just uh, because when I first started covering. For Chris, he had a producer called Jen, who was the exact opposite of that. She was uh, like a church mouse um, on air. You, you mm -hmm. very rarely heard at all, but if you did, it would be... <laughs> so I just thought, well, if I was going to come in and, and produce and Chris asked me something, I'd go the other way. That's 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 why I became Shouty Simon, really. 
Excellent. That's all right. I just a different, to a different level of en- a different level of energy. That's all. So I just wanted. To, yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, that's how that began. It's excellent. Stuck. Excellent. I love that. It just uh, it just makes me giggle every time. So <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Brilliant. So uh, I mean, how did we get here? What were you thinking when you thought, right? Uh, I met this guy on Twitter. It's complete random. Makes a lot of noise. Makes a lot of fuss. Is hassling all the time in the morning, uh, and now he's asking me to come on a podcast. What were you thinking? Well, I thought, well, this is a bit weird, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll run with it. Uh, you seem like a nice chap on 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 the interactions that we've had, so I thought, well, why not? When I've got a moment, when I'm not, when I'm resting um, in my underpants, um, not literally today, I'm fully clothed. Um, then why not? Why not? It's, it's, it'd be fun to do that, I think. So Excellent. yeah, well, I threw myself well, into that, and here we are. Fabulous. Well, I'm going to say thank you for that. Um, I, th- I think we've covered uh, some of the background of, of where you come from. I know you've. Um, You've also got a. Uh, have you written a book? I no 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 book no book written no. No, there's a series of blogs possibly that you've got somewhere. Yeah, there is a blog pinned to my Twitter. Um, when I I've been through a couple of mental health crises uh, related to work, funny enough, um, and um, so I wrote about that as a way of yeah. kind of getting all that off my chest um, around about the time that I started working um, at the BBC and, and sort of felt like I'd found a better place to work because commercial radio, unfortunately, kind of spat me out a couple of times. Uh, right. So that's that, that's uh, pinned to the top of my Twitter feed uh, at weirdy weird twit, I think it is. Um, that's right, yeah. I don't know why I use that name. I think when I first joined Twitter, I thought I'd have I'd use all the characters. <laughs> And I was yeah. mentally in a bit of a weird space. So weirdy weird twit became my handle and I haven't felt inclined to change it. So pinned to the top of that feed is is my sort of uh, blog using songs uh, to kind of tell the story of sort yeah. of uh, my my time in radio up to that point. And obviously it's some mental health issues as well. I, I've, I've read through it. It's really, it's really good. It's well worth the read. Um, and I will revisit it again and remind myself um, what value I I got from it? I thought it was very good at the time when I read it, and I just started mentioning okay. it there in my head. I thought you'd gone even to book level, but you know, uh, obviously I, I mis misremembered that part. So no, I, I did enjoy. I well, I did enjoy writing that at the time because I was I was a bit rudderless because of everything that had happened, and I was like, well, I didn't mind writing, and then, you know, so it's it's something in the back of my mind to maybe pursue it another time. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, um, so so. You, we now know why you got here, why you're here talking mm. to me. Uh, this crazy man with uh, with his with his headphones on, waving his arms around. No, um, I'm doing the same. Well, this is all good. So it's a yeah. match made in heaven. Um, and we're talking about the What's the Point podcast now. Um, for, yes, for those that have heard this before, they'll know. But I'm just going to for anyone that's new to listening to this. Um, I work in survey and mapping. Um, the issue we have as an industry is recruiting people into the, you know, the maps are ubiquitous. Uh, they, they're just there in the background. People use them all the time, don't realize it, or maybe they don't use them all the time and they're, you know, are going to get lost. They will need to use a map at some point. Um, mm. How do we make those maps? What careers are available in there? And some of the discussion about that I'm trying to achieve here is it's my role with the Chartered Institution of Civil Engineering Surveyors. And my, I've been a surveyor and map maker since. I graduated in 1996 um, and the point of the podcast was to talk about maps um, and um, th- so we've got these five questions that I'm going to run through and uh, I'm going to start now with question one Simon when was the last time you used a map now I guess I'm, my first question is what kind of map an ordnance survey map or just a road map or a, or a map on my phone what 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 what, what, what I mean I can answer all of those, I suppose. I think the last time I used an ordnance survey map was probably when I was at school and we had a a year in what would have been the four form, as you used to call it then, which would probably be year nine. Year 10. 10. Yes, that's right, because my daughter's in year 11 now. She's just, but yeah. So, um, so then we had a, we had a, we had a, uh, we had a year, it was called basic year and we walked hills and did all that kind of stuff. And, and that's where I first, uh, learnt how to read a map and, and, and use a compass and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I heard uh, when I was um, researching coming on here, I was yesterday when I was doing my shopping in the supermarket, I had one of your 
um, podcast in my ears and um, was much chat about a, a chap who could go, who saw a hand glider in a mountainside and wanted mm. to report it and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and, yeah. and I haven't used those skills since, I'm afraid to say, ashamed to admit, since um, I think probably that 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 very same four form at school. But uh, I do, you know, that's when I last probably used a proper ordnance survey map. I probably glanced at a few, you know, when you go around someone's house and they, and mm-hmm. they've got some, and they've got some, and you look at them and you remind yourself of what the symbols mean and all that kind of stuff. But I, I probably, I'd struggle probably to use a compass and, and a map and actually get anywhere with it. But you know, I, I, I do, I did. That's probably when I last used an OS map. Yeah. Um, when I started driving, I would use um road atlases and i quite enjoyed the process of um planning trips you know if i was going to go you know a few hours down the road and you know go and see a friend in south wales or whatever that i quite enjoyed the process of doing that because you didn't mm-hmm. have sat navs or anything like that then uh, and of course these days it's largely phones that i use for trips um you know it might be a trip to down to london or it might be a trip to go and pick something up that my wife's bought on Facebook Marketplace, which is probably the most recent time I used it to, to, yeah. to go and get a speaker she'd rented for her mother's um, 80th birthday party. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So yeah, that, that's that's all good answers. I think it's um, the the response I often get is um, a couple of guys who come back and say, "Well, we don't, I don't use maps at all. Like a traditional paper map, I'm always digital," or um, you know. I, one guy came back to me and said, I just do mind maps all the time. I'm, I'm only other, it's part of my line of work, it's just mind mapping. And it's not really, there is a, some, it's not like a, a map as we think of a map, but it's that that piece there, which is where, where some people kind of go. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. So um, thinking about that, then you've, obviously some of these questions don't work brilliantly because it flows one into the other. But when was the last time you needed a map? I actually needed a map yesterday because um, I went to pick my daughter up from drama uh, up in Oldham and they closed one of the rig roads off the motorway up to where I needed to go and I didn't have my phone I'd left it at home I hadn't realized I'd left it at home and I was like well, and it sent me back on the motorway back so I had to go back down a junction and then Ashton had to get off at Ashton Underline and um, I, I didn't really I didn't have a clue um, but I just used I had just followed my nose and obviously used the road signs until I found somewhere because I'd done this trip up to Oldham for she's been doing it for two or three years now so I kind of just followed signs to Oldham and then Oldham Town Centre and Oldham Town Centre if anyone knows it is quite peculiar it's all sort of in strange one-way systems but I finally found myself at a roundabout that I recognised and I went oh god so but I would I I must admit I I was stressed not having a map in that particular thing and I had to rely on my instincts uh and I was I was quite proud of myself because those kind of things when I'm out of my comfort zone, I can get quite stressed by those kind of things. So mm-hmm. I was quite pleased that I managed to get there and I was only four minutes late. So I, I think a lot of people it's interesting. Did, so did you not have, did you not have your phone with you or, or Google maps on there or anything like that? You would... No phone was at home. So I was literally, right. literally right. just using my, um, using my nose and obviously signs and my experience around that area, which wasn't great until I got closer to Oldham where I should, done quite a lot so yeah that that was that was uh, an experience for me that's funny you were you were out uh, you're out undercover um i like <laughs> to i like to uh, i like to take those sort of risks where you leave your phone at home didn't mean to go, no <laughs> but but it, you know it was good it was good that i could you know i'm um, uh, you know sometimes i can get in right and a right old flap in those kind of situations and i kind of kept my head and um you know i managed to get there fine so it was all good brilliant Brilliant. It's, it's, you've, you've got me thinking now about this idea about um, sneaking out without any of your tracking devices following you. And, you know, you, you, you're there going your own way, making your own path and uh, and exploring. I think it's um, but like you say, it's exploring to the point where oh, and I know where I am or I turned left, I turned left, I turned left. And oh, yeah, here we are. So that's all good. Right. Um, So. Good. I like that story. Brilliant. When was the last time, Simon, when was the last time that you made a map? right i i don't think i've ever made a map per se apart from i guess drawing them at school um but it leads me nicely this into how we map things in radio in that we don't use traditional maps obviously but we i mean my electrical engineering types uh, colleagues who, who, who are more in the kind of 
IT and also electrical, you know, the, mm -hmm. the maintenance side of things will have, I'm sure, flow charts, et cetera, somewhere for their, you know, wirings and all that kind of stuff. But the, the sort of producer role that I do, the thing that we make, our maps are what we call clocks, which are literally segments of an hour. And you say song one here, feature here, news here, that kind of thing around the hour. So those are our maps that we use the most often in, in radio. And it tends to be when you're uh, pitching a show or developing or starting a show uh, that you would make those clocks and you would probably have to present them in a pitch if you're part of a, because a lot of the way BBC works now um, is that you have to, you know, if there's a new show, sometimes a change of presenter, you've got to go and pitch with independent production companies, depending on which, you know, where you're sitting. And because I'm a freelancer, I often get asked by um, independent production companies, so will you be on the pitch for this and that? And uh, you might end up being producer and all that kind of stuff. And then mm -hmm. uh, what they tend to do is get the pitch and then flick you off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, they've got Simon. We've got him for three months. He's a nice pair, pair of hands, all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah. and then somebody else. But to be honest, yeah. as I've said, as I've said to a few people on those occasions, I, I quite prefer just being the the freelance Phil and not having to get involved with you know weekly Zoom chats yeah. and using yeah. Slack, Slack, which is an internal kind of WhatsApp thing and all that nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, and I and I usually get I usually get the cover work when the person I've been in on the pitch with. So I don't mind too bad. It's, it's, it's much, it's a much better life than being tied to the treadmill these days. I, I think, I think what I hear is I hear that, that um, you're, you're getting used for your creativity and then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then you get reliability, reliability more than creativity. <laughs> well, I, I, don't know. I, I know how, I know how stuff works there now because I've yeah. been doing long enough and I know how not to delete a whole show. And even <laughs> if I do, I probably can restore it hopefully. But 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 well, I think where I was going with that was that you know if you're getting pulled if you're getting called in to help out with a pitch for a, for a new show, then clearly can clearly there's some creative capability there that they're yes. they're, they're leveraging. Um, I'm, I'm, and, I'm being and, modest, and, then, but... and then and then yeah, of course you are. I'm, 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 I'm bigging you up a bit just to uh, just to see what I can get out of you. So, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it but it is that um, it, it sounds like you've got quite a nice way of going about it because you get to go and do the fun stuff and, and get involved with the early setup of something and then you can walk away and just fit in when you need it later on with that and do the mundane when it gets a bit sort of like oh it's the same show again so yeah so that, that, that is that is kind of my um that is kind of what keeps me going these days is the variety yeah. um so that i don't get on a treadmill mentioned previously in the mental yeah. health blog that i wrote about falling off the treadmill um so yeah yeah, absolutely. You've got it in one. Yeah, and that, and that's why just to just to reassure you, that's how I ended up where I am today. Um, I uh, I was working as a surveyor. What I liked about working as a surveyor and all the jobs I do is that initial, you know, working out what's going on, what's the problem, how are we going to mm. solve it, what's this going on here, and then once you're there and doing it, you're like, yeah, okay, I've done. <laughs> got another four weeks of this or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And I realised that what I liked about it was perfect for a tech support role. Um, and I, I got a job out of uh, an office in Liverpool where I was helping people set up what they were trying to do. And it's just like, oh, this is this suits me down to the ground. You know, it's yes. like that that problem solving piece. It's using what I know to to get the right results for other people. Uh, I guess without that responsibility of having to deliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, totally i think i think we're i think we're very similarly placed in that way different different yeah. kind of careers but absolutely different same kind of mindset to how yeah how, how we like to how we like to move through life brilliant now now talking of problems and technical issues um mm. we have a time constraint here what i'm going to do is i'm going to pause recording oh yes um and we will jump into the next session uh to to carry on with the uh with the podcast so i'll just all right, that, that's fantastic. So um, there's, there's a couple of things that, that before we move on to the uh, question four, I'm just thinking about a couple of things you've said. One is um, uh, I raised the issue of mental health and I just wanted to flag something I didn't say earlier that I, I would like to highlight the importance of uh, the early morning radio slot for me uh, and how that has really helped with with just me factoring stuff in what I'm doing in my daily life. So so if this message ever reaches, well, it's, it's reaching you now, 
thank you for everything you've done your time there helping Chris Hawkins deliver a great show in the mornings there really valuable I'm sure that's true for a lot of other people that are also listening at that time in the morning um, so I'll flag that one up and then the other one I wanted to explore time and clocks um, yeah I'm fascinated by time and so from a survey back point of view um, all we do in survey and mapping is we measure space and time time is an obsession for me and I love the way that it expands you know you've got to it's, it's defined, but even when it's defined and you see it, and yeah. I'm sure when you're in, in in certain situations and that clock is ticking and it's like it's still it's only five minutes. What the hell's going on here? Why is you know, or or it just flies by. It, it, that that it, it, I guess why the clock is so important for your for your pictures, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's a funny thing with radio because when it's going well, and most of the time it is going well, it you know two hours, whatever, can go in a flash. You literally like, where did that time go? And and um, and I, and equally, you know, that those dead air moments where something goes wrong uh, and you listen back afterwards and you go, oh God, that felt like an eternity, but it was barely yeah. noticeable to the yeah. average when that yeah. happened, when that thing happened, whatever that might be, that bad back time to the top of the hour or whatever it might be, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's good. And I've I've had that a couple of times here where uh well particularly that episode that you were you were talking about the guy with the glider. I think yes um, w- when I was recording that we had a lot of technical issues, and the reason for that was because I was sat on the uh the terrace of a pub in the Isles of Silly, um, trying to do it all on my phone instead of using my computer or, or anything. So I didn't have anything, it was there was background noise from all over the place. Uh, and lovely seagulls. I, I I thought that sound design was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So well, oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, and, I like uh, I like I like that. But there were a lot of dropouts, and I think there's something clever with the. Um, I'm using the podcasters, uh, Spotify podcasters app to do this, uh, and there seemed to be a lot of. Um, uh, it seemed to manage with a lot of the dropouts somehow without me doing anything. It's, it's like complete magic. I've no idea. I suspect there's there's a hell of a yeah, lot I more think going on in the background. That's amazing what those AI things can do and blah 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 that they're all sort of starting to use now. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite it's quite amazing what you can do. Yeah, uh, and what what's available to you without even having to think about it. Yeah, yeah, or even know what you're doing in my case. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really understand Zoom, but it does a lot of things quite well. I mean, it can be frustrating at times, but most of the time it, it, it manages to, you know, avoid the dropouts and time lags and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's quite amazing yep. what, what, what's been written in that software that, that allows it to do that. So it's very true, yeah. It's very true. But it doesn't, it doesn't have the spacesuits that Google Meet does. Uh, You've right. seen that? What's this? Sorry. So Google have a, an equivalent meeting. Yes, I have used it once or twice, but I'm not familiar with the functionality. In your background, you can turn on a spacesuit and you can be floating in it. Kind of. Oh yes. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I think in Facebook Messenger you can do silly, wacky stuff like that. Yeah. I've, I've had a few in the lock in the lockdown period. I had a few wacky uh, combos with my best <laughs> mates, and we were all using different, you know, wearing yeah. different things and stuff. Yeah, we we tried one with a. a, a a good friend of mine who's uh, he, he does astrophysics at uh, University of Nottingham, and um, he was trying to convince us in our uh, again this is a meets a mates meeting. He was trying to convince us to use some virtual room that he got his students using, where you could walk around. So it's a bit like a, a like an old school uh, computer game. Yeah, you walk around, and if you're in the vicinity of someone, then you could pick up their speech. But if you walked away to the other side of the room <laughs> or wherever it was, you could you could then could near them. And it's like wow. this real sort of real lo-fi, but probably in the background, quite clever. Really thinking about what yeah. it was doing. System for for having this shared space. It's kind of like like entry level metaverse nonsense. But anyway, yeah. um, so it's all good stuff. Um, Absolutely. So Simon, number four. Question number four, what do you do when you haven't got a map? I think we touched on some of this already, but what do you do when you haven't got a map? Panic. Panic. <laughs> Sometimes Excellent. panic is 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 a is a unfortunately a thing that I I'm I'm prone to, or at least anxiety relating to not knowing where I should be going or what mm-hmm. I need to do, what's my role, uh, or in whatever that may be. Um yep. so I do I do panic when I don't know exactly where i'm going or what i'm supposed to be doing um that is a uh, is a 
common thing. Uh, I guess it's a common human thing, but um, yeah. you know, sometimes I handle it better like I did last night when I didn't have my phone to try and get me to Oldham via yeah. another route. Um, but I guess, you know, you fall back on, in all these things, you fall back on experience and you try and think, well, what did I do last time that was similar to this? And, you know, I just, I just went back to, you know, the old, you know, road signs are quite helpful. <laughs> I'll yeah. use them and sure. hopefully yeah. I'll recognize, you know, I and mean, if I can't find the damn place, I'll stop at a local news agent and I'll ask someone where, uh, where the, where the Sainsbury's is in Oldham, which is next to where my daughter does a drama and I'll get there eventually. Um, yeah. And I'll try yeah. and not worry that, you know, at 16 or 15 going on 16 with her mates, she'll be fine. And it'll only be five, 10 minutes and I'm late. So, you know, you, yeah, but yeah, I, but, but, but yeah, I'll, uh, quite a lot of the time I will panic, but um, life and experience has taught me, you know, to fall back on stuff that you've learned in the past and, uh, if you and know, yeah. Try yeah. And keep a relatively level head. So, so, uh, I mean, I think the answer is already that you would ask, but um, the, the the last episode we did, um, chatting to uh, Paul, um, it was very clear when he was younger that he would be the sort of person that would go and not ask any, refuse to admit that he was he was lost or, uh, or, or or knew where he was going. And just a, a bit like my father, actually, um, he, he'd just keep going and we'd go, go, we'd never go back on ourselves, but we'd always get to where we were going. Um, is, the, is that you or will you stop and ask? I will stop and ask, uh, but it is a very male characteristic, isn't it? Is it not? I think so. To, um, I think well, so. not just male, but I think it's predominantly male, not to to be too ashamed to admit that you've not got the things you need to get you where you need to go, and you'd rather just blunder on. And I try and not do that because a blundering on um, experience has taught me doesn't necessarily solve the problem. It can make it worse. Uh, yeah. So it's better to, you know, it's better where you have the option to ask someone for help uh, to do so and, and bring it back to work. Uh, I'm very blessed, as I've said a few times, to be now working at the BBC where there's a lot of people still, fortunately, um, who you can call on for help. And um, it's very well resourced and I'm very grateful for that. When I worked in commercial radio, you you would, and, and this was before they kind of uh, consolidated a lot of stuff into two or three big radio groups. Um, mm -hmm. you were often at the whim, you know, if you were doing a breakfast show and the engineer didn't answer at five in the morning, you, you kind of had to find a way around it yourself. Um, yep. however that might be, uh, you know, you'd then, you'd call the program controller and they also wouldn't answer, uh, and you'd like start to panic and, you, uh, but you'd, you'd find, you know, you'd, you know, eventually you'd find a way of getting the show on air one way or another. You just have to think of solutions and, and get it there. But I'm, I'm, you know. That, that was stressful. Uh, yeah. and that, that would have definitely contributed to my, you know, time of being spat out by commercial radio because, you know, the, you're getting up at city o'clock in the morning and, and then you're dealing with that kind of stress and there's no one there who's meant to be there uh, to take a call and direct you through something. So, you yeah. know, so, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, uh, glad that I'm working now within such a great organisational part of it even on a freelance way to to kind of know that there is always someone you can call and yep. um, they won't they won't generally shout at you uh they'll generally go oh, this is what you need to do and 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 you know if you've made a mistake that caused that problem as long as you're upfront about it and say well i'm sorry i i, I made a mistake uh, they're very usually very understanding and they will help you get back where you need to be because they all understand that ultimately it's the business we're in and we're just trying to get it get it back yep. <laughs> trying to do our jobs to... yeah Take so, that one, uh, let's get the right result out there yeah, yeah let's let's do it and people do make mistakes it's, yeah, it, yeah it happens uh it's just you know blundering on can be the worst thing you can do sometimes 100 100 percent. all right brilliant it's good to talk i think is the uh it's absolutely the that i always throw out there yeah absolutely brilliant yeah. brilliant brilliant right uh question number five um bit philosophical go as deep or as uh, as shallow as you like <laughs> are you wandering or are you lost Oh, right. Okay. Well, I think because I'm a freelancer, I'm professionally wondering. Um, but I like that, as we've discussed, um, because I get to experience new things. And because of that, I've got much better experience that um, if I do get lost, I can... Um, I can usually find a way because I've experienced a few, you know, you, you experience different ways being a freelance yeah. producer. You, you don't just work on one show that does one thing one way 
uh, or another way, because all the, the BBC shows that I work on in a nice way have different, slightly nuanced ways of doing the same thing that we all do. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's fine because it, it's kind of what suits the, the producers and the presenters and all that kind of stuff, because they all, all have different ways of making their magic. Um, so the wandering is good because it helps you when you get lost on a professional level, because you've got much more experience to, to, to draw on. Yeah. Um, personally, I'd say uh, on, on, on the, on, so I said professionally, I'm wondering personally, I would be quite honest and say I'm a bit lost at this point in my life. Cause I've, I've, I've got two kids. Um, one 17 just passed the driving test hates me or well, that's her stick. Um, and then I've got a 16 year old near nearly 16 year old. She quite yeah. likes me. Uh, yeah. and then, and so, and I, and I live in a house uh, with, with, a, with another female dog, <laughs> dog. And I sometimes feel a bit like, uh, I, all I can do is wrong. Um, yeah. or it certainly feels that way sometimes. And so I feel a bit lost personally at this point in my life because, you know, um, I don't quite know whether I'm doing the right thing in my, in my role as a father. It's, it's a funny old thing. I've been married 21 years. Uh, and so it's, I'm kind of not lost, tragically lost, but I am a bit like, what is my role nowadays? Where, where, mm-hmm. what, what, where do I stand? Because um, the advice that uh, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm not usually asked for it, to be honest, Andrew, uh, but uh, it, it, occasionally I proffer advice and I'm, I'm just told you just, you know, don't shut up dad and it's better just to stay quiet and uh so, and that is quite a good for, um strategy but it is quite frustrating sometimes because you just oh. think well i'm just drifting through this i do not yeah. know i don't know when i'm going to find my feet again uh, I, but that's I, I, anyway that's me i i think i think what i, I would add to that is you know um i, I feel your pain i hear <laughs> that i hear the challenge um yeah. i i i take um that's interesting i um, met a very good friend of mine um someone i've known since we were 16 um her son is now second year at uni um and i met him this summer and the last time i'd seen him he'd been a uh, he'd admit it himself a little bit of a grumpy teenager at the time and and mum and dad could never do anything right um, yeah. But he did apologise. Uh, interestingly, I, I thought nothing of it, but um, remembered the occasion, uh, and he apologised for that. Um, uh, not this year, but sort of early this year. And you're like, oh, that's, mm. that's odd that that's that sort mm. of stuck. Um, so the constellation. That I'm, um, what I'm trying to frame here is that whilst um, you will be appreciated in about three years, four years from now, I think <laughs> that would be the thing. So it's hope. I'm, 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 I'm kind of keeping going for that very reason. In, in yeah. the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's oh, not yeah. quite as bad as it was a couple of years ago yeah. when we, I guess we were all locked in in pandemic and, True. and what have True. you, but uh, yeah. yeah, but it kind of, it's sort of because of all that, it's still rolling on and uh, yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you saying yeah. that. I am, I am, I've got everything trust that uh, I'll find my yeah. feet. Eventually you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It, it's that classic thing. And if not, you can always get yourself a shed and just hide in there all the time. Yes. <laughs> I've said that to my, one of my best friends who's, who's older than me, but he's got, he got married a bit later than me and his children are just approaching his two girls again are approaching um, uh, puberty and, that age of that might have been through. And I said, we really need to find an underground bunker and just go and hold out for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Spin some tunes, karaoke. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've joined a, a man, a dad's band, you know, just yeah. covers. Band yeah. yeah. Oh, now I saw that. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So what, just what, because what, we want to, we just want to, you know, we don't like playing squash, so we'd rather do that. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. What are you, what are you playing? What's the, what's oh, the just, tune of choice? uh we've got a we've got a set of about 12 songs now um and we're about to play at someone's um 60th birthday party soon the wife of our our singer and um yeah it's all it's all the classic easy covers so should i stay should i go by the clash some Mm -hmm. wonder stuff in there uh what else you know free all right now james laid it's those kind of things uh things that we can but you know they only have about four chords in them and and we can we can just about get our way through so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, what do you play? What's your instrument? I, I play bass and guitar, Excellent. but mostly bass because it's again easy. Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> I and I believe 
and I believe it's the piece that holds everyone together, right? Isn't that true? Something like that, yeah. When I've when I'm when I've when I've had any chance to rehearse or practice, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, going back to what I've just been saying, like as soon as the guitar comes out at home, and it's like, oh, Dad, shut up. Um, so I, I, you know, I have to put headphones on and um, try and find a room in our new house, which doesn't have, you know, we, we we're sort of we moved a year ago, and we, we're waiting on extensions for a, hopefully for a. Uh, extension plans for an extension yeah. that's what i'm gonna say yeah uh maps for an extension uh but they keep getting knocked yeah. back so i i just i don't have many places that i did had in our nice house that had had an extension to go and hide and just have my not on the I, I, i'd never have a man cave but have somewhere where i can just be, have my you know yeah. instruments around me or whatever uh i've got nowhere to retreat to that's what I'm somewhere, saying. Somewhere you, somewhere you can be somewhere you can practice and not be told you're playing too loud. That's yeah, or just or just just my presence annoys people. So uh, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> so okay, yeah, all of that. So yeah, so, but it's all good. So so we're not quite at the end of the uh, of the podcast just yet. So you you will have heard this elsewhere. Um, given that the fact you actually listened to a podcast before you came on here, which is amazing. Of course. Um, so um, question number six, the surprise question. Uh-huh. What's the point, Simon? What's the point? What's the point? The point is to, um, I was thinking about this the other day because um, I was producing Rad Mac uh, with Stuart McConey on his own, as we sometimes mm-hmm. say, off the air. Um, and um, he said he played, um, he, they play at the top, at the top of the hour. They play between two songs. They play what they call interstitials, which are usually old theme tunes and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. he played um, the theme tune to Maid Marian. I think it was a children's TV show in the yes. 90s. And um, and it was it's a great theme. And he said he said on air after off the back of it, he said, you know that was that was something that was actually better than it needed to be. And and he also then went on to say, uh, and that's quite a good approach to life to just do something slightly better than it needs to be. And I think that's that's a good that 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 resonates with me. If you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And, And you know try and do a little bit better than than it needs to be and you'll get some satisfaction out of that and hopefully the people who are about you in whatever capacity that you're being better than you needed to be um will appreciate that but boom there's my point done and delivered slightly better than it needed to be i would argue <laughs> i hope so <laughs> thank you otherwise I- otherwise that anecdote really wouldn't work <laughs> <laughs> fabulous simon thank you ever so much you've been amazing I'm going to uh, and it's out. been great. It's been great chatting. I really enjoyed it, and I shall look forward to listening when it's up. And uh, yeah, and promoting, of course. Thank you very much.